feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. We are now learning that President Joe Biden will address the nation tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. And everyone is expecting that he is going to be asking for more aid for Israel and explaining the situation in the Middle East. Uh, He, of course, left Israel several hours ago. And I thought his appearance there, I thought was a good one to have the president of the United States. I think it's important that he shows up. But I thought his words were just incredibly lackluster. And in the middle of all this, where is the U.N.? What is the U.N. doing? Or I guess what I should say, are they continuing to not do? They have still not even called Hamas a terrorist organization. So coming up in just a few minutes from now, we are going to have the great former New York Lieutenant Governor Betsy McCoy is going to be joining us to talk about U.N. useless. She had a really powerful column and she's going to give us her take on how just disenchanting it is and how frightening it is for the world to have a U.N. that seems to have no rudder. We have a rudderless president. We have a rudderless U.N., and we have the Mideast and much of the rest of the world on fire tonight. There are so many protests in so many locations. Uh, For example, in Beirut, Lebanon, there have been Molotov cocktails and fires and everything all over the place. Then we have a whole bunch taking place in Turkey outside of U.N. consulates, especially those tied to Israel. We are seeing lots of protests also in New York City and college campuses. And this is what happens when you don't have leadership right at the top. And here just a little bit ago is President Biden in Israel. And this is over the hospital explosion that took place in Gaza City. And this is a time where there was this massive propaganda coming out from Hamas saying, oh, Israel did it. And that's why all these protests are taking place. And what the president needed to say was, no, according to the evidence that they have independent of Israel. And by the way, Al Jazeera even had a video that's pretty compelling that shows it came from inside Gaza. They believe from Islamic Jihad. If you look at the images, that's also what the Pentagon is telling the president. That's also what the Israeli defense forces are saying. And yet when our president goes over there, This is the most he could muster. Take a listen. The point is this, that uh, um, I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've we've got to overcome a lot of things. That doesn't sound very forceful. And then he was also asked about his message. Here it is regarding Iran and regarding all this now, which could look like a two-front war happening to Israel. We know Hezbollah is firing in rockets as we speak. Israel asking for another day of rage, saying we're basically on the verge of World War Three. This is scary stuff. 
And our president can't even use the word Iran. Listen to this one. My message to any state or any other hostile actor thinking about attacking Israel remains the same as it was a week ago. Don't. 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 That sounds real forceful. Wow. So that is the best our president can do. And then what is the U.N. doing or what are they actually not doing? Well, joining us now here on the Rita Cosby Show is the former lieutenant governor of New York State, also a great media personality, also New York Post columnist, and so much more, my friend Betsy McCoy. Betsy, it's great to have you here. Your column was Blockbuster today, where you called the U.N. useless. Why? It's worse than useless. We should junk the U.N. The U.S. is pouring $12 billion a year of our tax money into the U.N. It's like pouring it down a rat hole, Rita, because the fact is, The U.N. is dominated by ruthless despotic regimes like China and Russia that have veto power in the Security Council. And when you look at what's happening right now in Gaza and in Israel, the tragedy in Israel, you can point the finger at the U.N. It shows its true colors because for years the U.N. refused to label Hamas what it is, a terrorist organization just like ISIS or al-Qaeda. In fact, in 2018, our ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley, who was a great ambassador to the UN, sounded the alarm about Hamas's plans to attack Israel. She warned about it, and she asked for that terrorist designation, and the UN refused to act. You know, uh, it is amazing in this climate, where there's no doubt, I mean, I don't know what you call an organization that goes into another country and slaughters women and children. Beheads I, I mean, babies? It, yes, beheads, beheads babies. babies? They, they are clearly terrorists. Exactly. What, why is the, US strugg- or the U.N. struggling with this? Right. Well, the fact is, I pointed President Biden because Donald Trump understood the failings of the U.N., But on day one, President Biden kowtowed to the U.N. Remember, he's the one who immediately restarted funding the U.N. again. Trump had halted it. He funded, listen to this, this is so shocking, not only general dues for the U.N., and we are by far the largest supporter of the U.N., one-fifth of their budget, but also the U.N. Relief and Works Agency. That is the agency that funds Palestine. It funds education in Palestine, and it funds books that say kill Jews. It funds maps that don't even show Israel is on a map. In other words, the United States is using our money to fund Palestinian propaganda, Palestinian bullets. We're funding both sides of this war. And we're also the giving US. them $100 million. The president just said he's going to give them $100 million for humanitarian. Yeah. I wonder, uh, would he have done that uh, if uh, the missile made it into Israel? Right. Trump refused to fund that agency because he knew where the money was going. But Biden just wants to be one of the boys at the table. He gave a speech at the U.N. right after he was made president saying, we're back. We're at the bargaining table. We're globalists. Well, Americans are really getting fleeced. That There's no other word for it. Our money is going to the U.N. to subsidize these rogues and killers. 
And remember, it's the U.N. that refused to stand up to China and investigate the origins of COVID. It's the U.N. that's demanding that that countries like the U.S. pour money into climate action, and yet they're standing by as China pollutes more and more and more. It's, believe it or not, Joe Biden who aspires that the U.S. should serve on the U.N.'s Human Rights Council. Imagine aspiring to be on a council with human rights abusers like Cuba. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You you know, Betsy, too, in the middle of all this, how important is it uh, when you think about the world literally seems like it's on fire right now? I mean, we're seeing all these protests all over the place. And Betsy McCoy, as we're looking at this, boy, do we have an enormous leadership vacuum. And if you have a weak president and you have a weak, useless U.N., uh, this is a dangerous place. It is a very dangerous place. And Biden's foolish, foolish reliance on the U.N., support of the U.N., is making it a more dangerous place. Now, clearly, Biden isn't up to the task, but the next president of the United States, should take us away from the U.N., resign from the U.N., stop funding the U.N., and create an alternative multilateral organization with democracies, not rogues and thugs and killers. You know, Betsy, too, in the middle of all this, you know, obviously, about the explosion that took place at the Gaza City Hospital. And, of course, the Israel is saying, look, here's evidence. Even Al Jazeera had images that look like. convincing evidence that came from inside Palestine. It sure looks like it. Absolutely. And and yet the U.N. immediately, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, they came out and they were slamming Israel, saying, you know, how could this be? How could at a time where the world is so sensitive, the fact that the U.N. was so quick to blame Israel when it turns out that's not even the case. How damaging is that? It is anti-Israel. And unfortunately, I have to say this, Rita, the Democratic Party has become anti-Semitic. Why Democrats continue, why Jews continue to vote for the Democratic Party is beyond me, because the Democratic Party tolerates that extreme left wing that is full of anti-Semites. Well, that's why also President Joe Biden, again, with leadership, even within his own party, he needs to clamp down on it. You've got Rashida Tlaib and you've got members of the squad, even as we speak now, Betsy McCoy, who have posts up saying Israel's to blame for the Gaza hospital explosion. And uh, first of all, A, it's obviously it's wrong. But second of all, you know what I think, Betsy? I think about these people that are in Beirut that are protesting yeah. or in Tunis and all these places where they're watching it and they go, see, it is it is Israel's fault because, look, this congresswoman says it, even if we know they're oh, kind of loony kazuni, but they're using she, it. I want everyone listening to know that that woman, Rashida Tlaib, flies a Palestinian flag outside her office in the capital of the United States. She's supposed to be representing the United States, but she is not. Yeah, and she's taking it to uh, to Biden tonight. I don't know if you heard this, but she's out there blasting Joe Biden, saying this is your war like he's a warmonger at this moment. Well, the fact is the United States must stand with Israel and 
the Israel must destroy Hamas. And when, when Joe Biden tries to tie the hands of Israel by saying we can't have any civilian casualties, I'm going to ask you, Rita, when we bombed Germany during World War II, were there civilian casualties? Of course. When we bombed Japan during World War II, were there casualties? Of course there are. In war, there are civilian casualties. But they're trying to prevent Israel from doing what it must do to protect its borders, protect its nation, protect its people by claiming that there can be no civilian casualties. This is just plain bunk. Now, let me ask you, Betsy McCoy, finally, as we're looking at the big picture, and you just hit on such an important point. Here's Israel. Um, They have just been, you know, slaughtered and obviously want to make sure that they eradicate Hamas. Can they do it under Joe Biden, or is he going to continue to kind of hamstrung them? Well, we know that, first of all, I'm very worried when he says you can't occupy Gaza. There must be some occupation for some period of time to rat out Hamas. But secondly, remember, Joe Biden is responsible for this. He allowed Iran, which was no, nearly bankrupt under Donald Trump's reign, almost bankrupt because Trump had imposed such effective economic sanctions that Iran wasn't selling oil. It had no way of getting currency. It was almost a bankrupt nation. And now Iran is a wealthy nation capable of funding this terrorism, as well as funding a lot of what's happening with Russia fighting Ukraine using weaponry provided by Iran. Yeah, you can't make this up. You're you're so right, Betsy, because had those sanctions been imposed, uh, Iran would be crippled and they're on the books. Uh, but this mm-hmm. this White House just seems to want to coddle Iran left and right. And that is really, really scary. Betsy, you got to come back on again. You know, I adore you and, and I love your passion for this country. Well, and your your program, Rita, is a public service. Thank you so much. We All we're here is to tell the truth and uh, to make sure that we take good care of this country and the world. Uh, Betsy, thank you. We love you. God bless America, my friend, the great Betsy McCoy. And when we come back, everybody, we're going to take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And as we were just talking to Betsy McCoy, what a contrast the leadership in the White House is now from when it was under President Trump. And President Trump, by the way, today saying that this war would not be happening in the Middle East under his leadership. And I actually agree because these bad doers in the world were very scared of Trump. He was like, you know, he would say, don't touch one hair of a single American or one of our allies. And they knew that he was determined enough to protect them. 
And then he might be crazy enough to go and look, he took out Soleimani, the leader of the Iranian forces. So this is a guy who took decisive action and gray just doesn't work, especially in the Middle East, where sadly, the only thing they understand is force. And yet our president goes over to Israel. First off, the Arab leaders canceled all the meetings with him. There's still a massive propaganda war going on. That's why there's all these protests all over the place. And then he goes out there and he says, well, uh, there's information. It looks as though the other team. Is this a sports event? I'll tell you, I was really offended when I heard the president say this. And I'm curious your thoughts on this. I actually want to play this again. This is cut number four first, because this is when he was asked about the evidence that looks like it's Islamic Jihad, all the signs pointing there. There's so much compelling evidence. And our president, again, makes it sound like it's like a soccer match. Listen to this. The point is this, that uh, um, I'm deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got, a lot, we've got to overcome a lot of things. That doesn't sound very forceful. And saying the other team, call them out by name. And also, what about calling Iran by name? He doesn't even, he has not even called out Iran once. And we just talked about how much of a role they are playing. And then here he is also looking like he's reading something that somebody else wrote for him. And listen, he loses his train of thought. This doesn't work in the Middle East either. You know, uh, Years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I were working in the Senate to write something for him, and he said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. Yeah, you are taking too much time because you are not making sense. And all I could think about is the world is watching. Can you imagine the leader of Iran? Uh, hugging there again. We saw recently the foreign minister hugging Hamas. They're like, this guy's a pushover. And that really saddens me as an American because you know how much I love this country and want the best for this country. But boy, we are like a, a sinking ship under this president. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts. Yeah, Rita, I think the United Nations need satellite offices in Gaza and Tehran where they can do the most good. God forbid, they, God forbid they chastise Hamas and Hezbollah from there. They wouldn't have to worry about unpaid parking tickets like they do in New York City. Yeah, you're right. By the way, you know what's interesting? Right when this whole thing broke, it's sort of par for the course. The U.N. was was talking about a ceasefire. And remember, the head of the U.N., Antonio Gutierrez, the secretary general, was also talking about a ceasefire, Dom. Can you imagine after 9-11 if somebody came in and said, "Uh, calm down, let's do a ceasefire? Are you kidding me? I mean, how dare they tell Israel? How dare they? That can only happen with Joe Biden. You know, John Kirby said the $6 billion Biden gave to Iran is not going to the regime, but only to approved vendors for distribution directly to the people. You know, I think he's got some good uh, good advice there, because I, I do the same thing when I buy my prescription drugs. I only go to my approved vendor to buy my prescription, the Mexican drug cartel. 
Nah, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> Tom, you know what I love about it? You always have some great zingers, my friend. You are terrific. But And, and you know, it, yeah, it'll go to uh, this organization called Hamas Humanitarian Relief. Uh, Hamas, uh, you know, gun zinc. <laughs> you know, I mean, you could just say like, yeah, don't worry. It's going to go to the right hands. Yeah, we really, really believe that. And now we're giving $100 million also for humanitarian relief. I feel bad. There are good people there, of course, in the Palestinian territories. But you, you can bet Hamas is going to grab that $100 million and say, see ya to the residents. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from Maryland, where a Maryland State Police aviation crew was called in to rescue a 22-year-old man after the boat was operating, that he was operating, ran aground, stranding him on a small island last week. Now, it happened about 1240 in the morning. Trooper 7, which is based at St. Mary's Airport, was dispatched to the area around a place called Taylor's Island in Maryland for a report of a missing boater. The request came in from the fire and EMS department after they had exhausted search efforts for the subject by boat. Shortly after the trooper arrived, they were able to locate the man in his boat that had run aground in a very, very marshy area. He then guided ground crews to the location, but conditions proved to be inaccessible by foot or by boat. Therein, given the very challenging situations, another trooper came in based at Joint Air Force, uh, Joint Base Andrews, rather. And that was then dispatched around 120 in the morning. Can you imagine this? To assist in a hoist extraction. Once overhead, the pilots on Trooper 2, they hovered in a helicopter about 50 feet above the very marshy terrain, while a Maryland trooper and paramedic also was lowered below to assess the stranded boater who was extracted using the airlift rescue vest. Now, uh, the paramedic and trooper and the victim were then hoisted back into the aircraft. Ultimately, the stranded man, thank goodness, was rescued and did not require treatment or transport, incredibly. So great, great teamwork and incredible work. Again, thinking about doing all that hoisting and all that stuff in a very marshy area in the wee hours of the night. Again, overnight hours, it was pitch dark. So very treacherous, very dangerous. And bravo to the great work there in Maryland of the state police and all involved in that incredible, incredible rescue. Well, we're talking about President Biden and what's going on in the Middle East. Uh, It seems like much of the Middle East is just protesting tonight, believing some of this propaganda, especially after the hit at the hospital. And we were just talking with Betsy McCoy about just how rudderless the U.N. What is the U.N. doing right now? Why are they not out there calling for calm? Why are they not there supporting Israel It seems like at every turn, and in fact, just recently, there were two resolutions passed at the U.N. One was condemning Israel, and the other one was condemning, you know, Hamas, basically, you know, and barely condemning Hamas. I mean, this is just crazy. So what do you think our president is going to do tomorrow? He is addressing the nation 
and let's see what he's got, because what he has done so far is just incredible. He's done nothing to assist this situation and everything I would contend to embolden Iran. He won't even call him out by name. He says, oh, if there's a bad actor out there, don't. Don't step in. You've got Iran right now saying that we're on the verge of World War III, saying that they're planning on sending, quote, shockwaves uh, to Israel and to the rest of the world for stepping in. They're trying to bait America. They're trying to bait Israel. They're also hitting precision-guided rockets and missiles coming from the north, trying to squeeze Israel and so you got all this situation going on, and our president, the best he can do is don't. And he still hasn't even enforced the sanctions on the oil. We were talking about that. They were making, it was about $400 million when, you know, when President Biden took office. Now they are making $2 billion plus a week. Think about that, because these sanctions are not in place. They are there, but they're not being enforced. So guess what? Iran is making so much money on its oil sales to China and to Russia. And you know what they're doing with the oil sales? They are buying weapons that they are using against the Israelis, that they're using against others that they want to do harm to. And also, let's also talk about our own energy policy. Here in the United States, our president has killed our oil and gas business. He's trying to push this whole green energy thing. He's tapping into our strategic reserves, which are only supposed to be, by the way, for emergencies. He won't let us drill, baby, drill. So the rest of the world is reliant on Iran. And we're in a dire situation. You think a windmill is going to save us if Iran, you know, uh, decides to pull the United States in? This is really scary stuff. And I'll tell you. Since this president has been in his office, he's been fumbly, he's been bumbly, he's been all those things. Now, this is downright dangerous, and he still hasn't closed our southern border? What the heck is he doing to protect the homeland? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. J.C., this is a really tenuous time. And I just feel like we have the worst policies at a moment right now where we're dealing with some serious, tough players in the world. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, Peter. By the way, how are you? It's nice to talk. You too, my uh, friend. You too. You know, I, I think the, the peop- most people don't realize the levity of this situation. Uh, Joe Biden uh, going there, it's just a sham. Uh, Blinken and him are just doing damage control. They just don't want this war to interfere with, with what they're doing, and they don't want it any more, uh, whatever, adversity caused them on this. They're not doing crap. But let's face it. I, I'm wondering if Netanyahu says to Joe behind the scenes, hey, Joe, Joe, you were about to give Iran five, six billion dollars, and you're going to give us a hundred million dollars? What are you kidding? They, they give Ukraine billions of dollars. They're giving them a hundred million dollars? They're giving them crackers. They're giving them cheese. This is ridiculous. Now, think of this, Rita, okay? Whose who's payroll is Joe Biden on? He allowed the Russians to sell oil to the Europeans and to us, and we, they, they got rich. And then the Iranians got rich. They give money to the, to the, to, 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 uh, the Palestinians. Like, whose side is this guy on? And think about this. This was 
was done to me. I think this was a planned, planned exercise from the Axis powers. Okay, you set off a war in Israel. You shut out Saudi Arabia, who was just going to make a peace deal with with um, with Israel. Okay, uh, now they, they we bring in the carriers. Americans go in. You know, troops are going to be there on the ground. So now we're fighting a proxy war. Now we're going to be fighting a real war. Israel is beyond two fronts, and then they're going to attack Taiwan. Now we're not going to be able to handle three fronts, especially that Biden not only gave these people all this money, that he exhausted our oil supply, our emergency oil supply. Okay, and he gave away all of most of our freaking weapons. I hope the munitions companies are building, 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 because if not, we're going to run out of oil, we're going to run out of, of, of munitions, and we're going to run out of everything. This is ridiculous, besides the fact that the people in the United States are coming out of the woodwind, and they're, they're getting on the wrong side of this. Now, you're going to have to also put down massive, massive riots in cities and, and, and people bombing all over the place. This is out of control, and people aren't is seeing, envisioning the reality. We're on the cusp of the entire thing just exploding. Yeah, I agree. And, and JC, I sadly agree with you. I wish, you know, for America and for the world that that wasn't true. But you hit it on the head that exactly. This is such a dangerous, crazy time. And you're right. You, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, send in, uh, you know, a solar panel? Uh, he has put us in such a precarious situation, and he's also, as you so eloquently said, he's emboldening our enemies. Russia is making so much money, they're using the money that they're making from oil sales and everything else, and guess what? Yeah, that's what's funding their war in Ukraine, and yet we're supplying Ukraine with weapons, so we're like counterproducting against ourselves. Here in this case, of course, we're supporting Israel, and yet Hamas is making money via Iran. So is Hezbollah that's planning on hitting Israel from the other side, again, funded by Iran. And because we have a spineless president who's not enforcing sanctions and doesn't have his own energy independence policy as Trump did, all he had to do was just keep doing what President Trump was doing, keep the sanctions on Iran and also drill, baby, drill in America, none of these things would have happened. They wouldn't have had the money to fund either war. So you could contend that this president has funded both of them. And then that drip, drip, drip in Ukraine, do you have any faith that he's going to be able to handle this one any better? Israel was planning on going in. And there are reports tonight that why they slowed down suddenly. Remember, they suddenly were like, it was like a like a 180 when President Biden got involved. What is he going to drip, drip, drip this, this one too? So what, our great-grandkids are going to have to worry about Hamas? Because this president didn't have the balls to go after it? Give me a break. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in South Carolina. Uh, Mike, JC and I are fired up. Your thoughts? Well... You know, way to go, JC. I'm fired up, too. Another good caller. Um, you know, Rita, um, if sanctions would have been imposed on, on Iran like it was when Donald Trump was in office, 
the real president. Hopefully, he gets back into office. It is this is turning into an explosive potential World War Three. Okay, and you were you were so uh, right on that. If Biden was over there, and he says, "Oh no, it's got to be the uh, other team." Yeah, his stream of consciousness. If he's not reading from the teleprompter, uh, he's in you know he's in La La Land. You know, by the time he departed off the plane uh, in the Middle East, he got right back on. Because the big thing was he departed because uh, the Arab leaders canceled their meeting. Well, you know what? I think they should have a dual impeachment, you know, after everything. But it's exploding all over the world. Dual impeachment with Biden and his vice president and, and what they've left, you know, in, in their wake. Uh, border out of control. It, it's just uh, – you know, uh, and you'll still get some loony. I love that expression, Rita. Looney Kazunis will be calling. You know, and it's it's really uh, 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 unreal what is happening, what is exploding. The the worst case scenario looks like it's turning into the worst case scenario. It does. And, and Mike, stick with us because I want to play this comment, and I can't wait to get your yeah. reaction. You just triggered something really interesting. Um, Because what you were saying, you're talking about the open border. So here, fast forward. In the middle of all this, uh, to add to a nightmare scenario, we have Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other members of the squad um, suggesting that now the U.S. should take in Gaza refugees, uh, which to me is the most ludicrous comment. Uh, First of all, our wide open border is already so dangerous. They've had people from Syria. They've had people... You know, from Lebanon, they've had Iranians suddenly coming through our southern border. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And now AOC thinks it's the appropriate thing to take maybe a million Gaza refugees. First of all, we can't vet them. We can't even vet the ones we have. And these are ones who clearly don't like America. Uh, they're, they're angry at America. At least a good chunk of them clearly are. And you're going to bring in half the population of Gaza who's angry and now inflamed, especially after that hospital explosion, which, again, looks like it's Islamic jihad. Uh, but but they've been sold this propaganda, anti-America. And then what you're going to do, put them on American soil uh, and have them let loose? Are you kidding me? you got to listen to this, Mike, and, and I can't wait to get your thoughts. This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, with her worst-case scenario getting worse. I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. So, Mike, AOC says we should take in Gaza refugees. You can't make this up. Exactly. Truth is stranger than fiction, Rita. Uh, you can't make it up. AOC, boy, give yourself a round of applause for really, you know, uh, putting gasoline on an already explosive, uh, 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 you know, fire. And it's exploding around the world. And, again, I- I'd like to say, oh, I'd give a shout-out if I could, Rita, uh, to a good caller, Pete from Staten Island, you know, when he met you and John Tassimatidis, Columbus Day. If I was in New York, Long Island, where I'm from, I would have done the same thing and taken pleasure in meeting you and your husband and John Cassimatidis, you know, Columbus Day Parade. All the good callers, you know, should get a round of applause. Not some of these loony kazoonies that I'm sure we'll hear from 
on your show and others. Uh, you know, by the way, and and I did, and I'll, God, by the way, I did get to meet. Uh, I got to meet Pete there, um, and I got to meet. Uh, I got to meet Norm. I got to meet BJ. Was there? BJ was there. Actually, I should say it was BJ and Pete. Uh, so that was. I had a double header, which was so great to see both of those great guys. Um, and I had the pleasure to see Pete again too, because obviously I had met him before, but. Um, it was really fantastic, and I'm glad that you give them a nice shout-out to all of the great, great callers. But uh, those two are terrific, as are you, Mike, my friend. You know I have a soft spot for you because you've got that South Carolina base. Um, everybody, we're going to continue with your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222, and you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. So President Biden is going to be addressing the nation tomorrow night. And it'll be interesting because he's going to have to make the case on a lot of fronts. But he's also going to have to instill some sort of faith in his leadership. Because I don't know if there's anybody out there that feels like the president of the United States at this moment, the current president, is leading the world. I do think it was a great move that he went over to Israel. I think it was an important move that the president of the United States went over there and to show support to our greatest ally there in the Middle East. I think that was very, very important. I think it was needed, and I think that was a substantive good move. But he was very lackluster when he went over there. He was very tepid when he went over there. And he seems to still play with this sort of word salad when he said, well, it looks like the other team did this. And the strongest thing that he could muster to say about Iran was not even calling Iran by name, just saying if some other country or other bad actor wants to get involved in this war, don't. And he didn't even say don't with a lot of fervor. There doesn't seem to be a lot of strength in the way he articulates And it doesn't show strength on the world stage. And we are really, I think, headed for a very dangerous period under this president when he doesn't breed strength. He doesn't breed confidence. And there are so many bad actors now in the world. We're seeing these protests all over the place. There are people who are sort of spinning the propaganda war in the middle of all this. And he is not providing clarity. He is not providing leadership at a time where the world and America desperately needs it. And I don't see him doing anything to alter his course. And that, I think, is really bad news, not just for this country, but also for everybody who loves freedom around the world because they're looking to the United States. He's the commander-in-chief of America. He's the leader of the free world. And he needs to emit strength. And he needs to really do a 180 on so many of his policies that have played a role in funneling basically money ending up in Iran with the lack of strength on oil sanctions. You look at what's happening even with Russia, the lack of sanctions there. They're both making so much money. This formula is not working. Not only is it not working for America, it's not working for the world. And he has to reverse course immediately, and he has to show show some strength. The world is begging for leadership right now. The world is on fire in so many places, 
and we have a very rudderless president at the helm. And that is disastrous. Really, really disastrous. So I'm praying, but I don't see him changing his course. And that is not good news for the world, given everything that's going on right now. Uh, the streets are enraged. There are groups that are protesting, fighting each other, fighting in front of U.S. embassies and Israeli consulates. This is a time where you have to have strength and you have to have clarity. And this president is not emitting either one at this extremely dangerous time in the world. And that is deeply, deeply concerning, not just for America, not just for Israel, but for so many places around the globe. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jim. Line six. Jim, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. We don't have a weak president. We have a controlled asset in the White House. He's never been smart. He was always like a cocky used car salesman until Obama elevated him. And I think Obama was our Trojan horse. Even when they asked Obama if he wanted a third term, he says, no, I'd rather just be behind the scenes controlling everything, which he's doing now. Do you, now, do you believe, Chinese. do you believe, he, uh, by the way, it does feel like Obama part three. You're right. Right. And I, I, between him and the Chinese, everything, everything Biden has done has to hurt this country and embolden all our, all our enemies. You know, and then, and then this, this crisis in, in Israel, this is taking away our attention from all the Hunter Biden, the millions and, you know, all that. It's taken and making him look like a hero. You know, it's it, it just, it, it is dangerous. And like I said, I'm a Christian. If you look at this, this is like Book of Revelations apocalypse stuff that's going on right now between Iran and China and Russia, you know, and Iran getting a nuclear weapon. It really is that level of degree of seriousness. I agree, by the way. Sadly, I agree. And the last thing we can do is have them get a nuclear weapon. Can you imagine the way they're acting right now without a nuclear weapon? If they have that, it will be hell on earth. And that's why you need leadership and you can't have a lame, rudderless leader at the White House. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby show more details coming in about that hospital attack in Gaza City. Uh, we know, according to folks in the Palestinian territory, they are saying that hundreds were killed. A lot of them, by the way, were killed from folks who were in the parking lot, like right near just outside of the hospital. And there's video that is coming out that shows that it's coming from inside Gaza. What hit it came from inside Gaza. It's very clear to be able to sort of see which direction things are coming from. And guess one of the most reliable sources that's coming out is Al Jazeera. Uh, And forgive me, it's not like Al Jazeera is not going to be accused of being pro-Israel. 
But the reality is Al Jazeera has on video, you see this missile, this rocket essentially coming from inside Gaza, uh, and it looks like it was headed, obviously, toward Israel. And what happens is instead it, it lands in the hospital. It's not coming from the Israel direction. And we also know that the Pentagon had their own independent U.S. analysis. And President Biden also talked about that when he was in Israel today, saying uh, that it looks like the other team did it. And then finally, essentially saying that Israel is not responsible. Israeli also officials looked into it as well. And Israel, by the way, I've covered the Mideast for a long time. Israel often, if they make a mistake, also says it. Listen, we deeply, deeply regret. Right away, they said, no, it looks like it comes from Islamic Jihad, not even Hamas, but another, you know, uh, fanatical group that is based there inside. And also separate than all of that, too, they also got intercepts of phone conversations between Hamas members there in the Gaza Strip where they're confirming and saying, oh, it looks like it's not ours, but it looks like it's Islamic Jihad. Oh, okay. They're talking amongst themselves saying this. But yet the world is now spinning out of control. It's because they seem so anxious to hurry up and go after Israel. And Israel's got to get in front of this and be able to calm the street and say, wait a minute, you can't have Hamas winning the propaganda war, especially when Israel has the facts on their side and the truth on their side. So here is Mark Regev. He is the former Israeli ambassador to the UK. He's also very close to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. And this is what he says about that missile. Take a listen. Number one, Israel does not target places like hospitals. They're not a target for us, and we wouldn't have deliberately hit a hospital. Number two, uh, we know that at the time of, the, uh, of this uh, tragedy, that Hamas was firing a barrage of rockets at Tel Aviv uh, uh, and the center of the country. But people like Rashida Tlaib, this is a member of Congress. She puts out a tweet right afterwards blaming Israel. I want to read the tweet because this to me is disgusting. This is a U.S. member of Congress. And again, you know what they're doing over there on the Arab street. They're going, look, here's a member of Congress, not knowing that she's a loony kazuni, you know, and her and Ilan Omar right now, as we speak, still have social media posts, even after all the information that's come out from America and others and Al Jazeera, again, of all places, right? They still are blaming Israel for the explosion at the Gaza hospital, despite even What President Biden, who's the head of their party, head Democrat in the country, the president of the United States, despite all of that, they still don't want to take it down because they're using it for propaganda purposes, not because it's the truth. And so Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians just like that. That's what Tlaib put up. I mean, are you kidding me? This is so irresponsible at a time where sensitivities in the world are like on such heightened uh, concern. I mean, we are a tinderbox right now. There are so many violent protests taking place as a result, and much in part, because they feel that Israel suddenly like dropped a bomb on a hospital, which is not true. It did not happen. And right now, all evidence is pointing again to Islamic Jihad, 
again, coming even from Al Jazeera and other places like that, President Biden and others. Now, embassies around the world are on high alert. There are massive protests. There are huge concerti- you know, security concerns all over the place. And she's not even pulling it back. And in fact, just a few hours ago, she doubled down. Listen to what Rashida Tlaib said. Even after all these facts came out, this is what she said. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing the vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this, but all of you, you need to know, I swear to God, you are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? That is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. She won't accept the truth from her own president. She won't accept the truth from Al Jazeera. She won't accept the truth, clearly, from the Israelis. This is amazing. This is a member of Congress. This is shameful. And at a time, again, where emotions are running high, this is not, you know, uh, play stuff. This is such a dangerous, uh, serious time in the world. And at this moment in the world where Israel is worried about getting squeezed from both directions, you got Iran saying the time is over talking about Israel, I mean, they're talking about wiping Israel off the face of the map. And they come in and slaughter women and children, and she can't even say Islamic Jihad, don't fire missiles in Gaza because it could hit a hospital. That, to me, is so reckless and so dangerous and so incendiary. These people need to be leaders. And the president needs to rein them in and say, listen, we have people in my own party who are spewing hate and are spewing lies, and that needs to stop. But he is not doing it. And that's why, sadly, there are people all over the globe that are going, look, American leaders even say we did it. They're using, you can bet they're playing that clip over and over and over again. And if you think these countries know that there's another part of the story, if you think in some of these communities where they barely get anything else other than with the propaganda that their leadership sells them, uh, that ain't true. So they're going to be relying on that, and they are going to use that over and over again. She just fed them propaganda. Now there are protests erupting, violent ones, outside U.S. embassies around the world. Rashida Tlaib, you should be embarrassed. 
This is so dangerous and so toxic. They are burning the American flag outside U.S. embassies around the globe today because they believe that Israel now suddenly bombed a hospital and the U.S. is standing by Israel after it intentionally bombed a hospital. And that is not true. They didn't bomb a hospital. Nothing is showing that. And yet they are using this for their own propaganda. And Rashida Tlaib, one of our own Congress people, is feeding right into it and creating much of the chaos and putting fuel on the flames. That is so irresponsible tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And in the middle of all this, you also have media organizations. You have to hear this one. This is CNN. This is their international version. And in the middle of the night, when all this stuff was breaking and things were right away pointing to Islamic Jihad. Remember, it came out pretty early on, and Al Jazeera was showing footage pretty early on, showing that it looked like it was coming from inside Gaza. It's pretty clear when you see it all. But listen to this exchange, because the media, not only other than Rashida Tlaib, but you got the media and you got the U.N. quickly condemning Israel and buying into the Hamas spin. Uh, That's like me saying, you know, bin Laden told me uh, uh, it's this. Uh, but I believe bin Laden more than uh, the Israeli government. I, I mean, uh, this is preposterous. But listen to this. This is everyone's talking about this. This is this exchange with the CNN host. And she is talking to uh, Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner. He is the spokesperson for the Israeli Defense Forces. And she doesn't believe anything he's saying. She's standing by Hamas. Listen to this one. If you're asking for proof. You know, you don't really want the proof. You just want to make sure you have a story. And unfortunately, there has been so I, I, much premature... Hang on, I don't want you to suggest... Hang on, Peter. This. That is it's unfair. Just, I do not want you to suggest that we are not seeking the truth. Peter Lerner, we are trying to seek the proof. And that was the uh, question that I asked you, and you have provided what what you can at this point. And, and I appreciate that. But please don't yeah, suggest that we're not trying to identify the truth, because that is exactly what we like, are doing. It's sir. Like you'll, never be, you'll never be content with whatever I share, because you'll ask for more and more and more and more. Uh, you, know, when, you can take what I say for face value. And as Peter, I said, I you am, don't have to believe one I am reporting what other people, when, what, when, the, when what the Palestinians are asking zero. for. But it's not the Palestinians. You are parroting okay, what right. Hamas well, is I'm saying. I'm going to leave it there. The it's good to have you, Peter Lerner. It's good to have you, sir. Has been you. Understood. Yeah, uh, Hamas told me this, so i got to believe Hamas. I, 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 what, what is wrong with the media in this country that they would put equal weight on what Hamas is saying, even though Al Jazeera, of all places, has the video that shows where the rocket was coming from? I mean, and it came out within minutes. I remember talking about it within, you know, at least an hour or two after it. It wasn't, it was all over the place. Al Jazeera was out there going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And yet CNN somehow has become the spokesperson for the Hamas side. And they won't even listen to the Israel. They were so dismissive. It was disgusting. So here is Peter Lerner on Fox News talking about that conversation we just played. I found it extremely frustrating that Hamas gets this platform and I could not stop but thinking about an organization that butchers babies in their bedrooms and then they get to say to the media and it's just automatically accepted as fact 
Hamas says, and, and, and as if it's enough that you attribute it to Hamas, and then you should, it should be accepted or broadcasted. And, and that's why this morning I, I had that very exceptional um, exchange with, with uh, CNN. Uh, I don't like, that's not me. That's not how I, I convey my messaging. I prefer to be very straightforward and factual um, and, and less on the emotional side because I do believe that people are interested in, in fact. But some members of the media uh, seem intent to show Hamas's side. And here's what he says. He says, listen, we all have to really look at the facts because this is such a dangerous time. Here's a little more. This conflict is a conflict that in an environment that is saturated by media and especially social media. Um, some of the news media are in an endless chase after what's happening on uh, social media and then trying to keep up with that. You can't compete with social media, and, and, and you guys need to know that you can't compete with social media. Therefore, if something comes out on social media, and you have to be 100% certain that this actually happened, that you're not being manipulated because there is so much fake news coming out. There is so much um, uh, misinformation and disinformation that it, it undermines what you're trying to do for your viewers. You are trying to give a good service to people who want to be informed. And when you fail like this, you're failing, first of all, you're failing, failing your viewers, but you're failing the story. And, and, and I felt for the victims of, their, of Hamas's terrorist attack this morning, and that's why I, 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 I was very, very direct. Um, you know, I, I, I felt the need to do that. So Israel not only is facing a war, of course, with Hamas, they now look like they're getting pulled in in the north. Iran is also saying uh, time is over. I mean, that's like end of day's time. You hear that kind of stuff. It's really scary. And now they're also fighting a propaganda war uh, after an Islamic Jihad missile accidentally goes into a hospital and comes clearly from that direction, if you see the footage and all these other reports, uh, and yet... Still, there are people protesting, threatening to now uh, kill Israelis, death to America, burning American flags, Israeli flags, all because of propaganda. This is why people need to wake up and be honest and be direct. And you can't let rumors run amok, especially if they're coming from a terrorist group. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are taking your calls, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pete, line one. Uh, Pete, did you hear, by the way, Mike from South Carolina gave you a nice shout-out earlier. Yeah, Yes, I want to return that to Mike. I, I learned a lot from Mike. I was listening to Mike for years, uh, talking to a show that was on a while back. I won't say the name. But, yeah, it uh, could never be as good yeah. as this one. But anyway, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had to, I had to put down. A Jew went into the city on the way back. He brought me some Romaldi pizza, so I had to oh, put the pizza down. Oh, lucky you, lucky, lucky you! Yes, the best yes. pizza, by and the way. Yeah, and I, I had to put the pizza down to get my uh, my uh, fiddle and uh, my uh, play it for those two uh, so-called uh, 
representatives of America, especially that one there. Yeah, isn't, isn't I mean, that disgusting, Pete? Rashida Tlaib. And, um, and, and you know the thing is, Pete, like sometimes she makes comments and you just go, okay, well, she's like on another planet. The sad thing is they're using that elsewhere in the world. And this is such a scary time with these protests that are happening. They're, they're really violent. I mean, there, there were gun shots outside of the U.S. Embassy in Beirut. And in Tunis, there's hundreds of thousands. I mean, it's this is frightening times right now. This is scary. There are hundreds of thousands of people protesting all over the world in different protests, you know. Um, and, and so it's a tinderbox. So when you see somebody like that, it's reckless. Right. I saw that footage that you saw uh, from Al Jazeera, and I was like, wow. I mean, this showed the rocket flying and landing by the hospital. I said, they put that on the air while the whole world wants to blame Israel for that. Yeah, and you know what, Pete? We're losing. It's a little garble, but I heard what you said that the video from Al Jazeera was clear and you could see it. And again, it's coming from Al Jazeera. Again, not like a, uh, a pro Israel locale. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we get to honor our great military and also their families, a beautiful story coming from Schofield Barracks, Hawaii, where Governor Michael Parson, who is the 57th governor of Missouri and also a veteran of the 25th Infantry Division, flew to Schofield Barracks, Hawaii, just recently and recognized U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Derek Milner for his service, and he thanked the troops. The Staff Sergeant Derek Milner is a military policeman and also a St. Louis, Missouri native and loved seeing his governor there. But the governor also had a very personal tie. He said, although the uniforms worn by the soldiers were different, a lot remained familiar to him because he was stationed at Schofield Barracks on Oahu back in 1977. The governor said the skills and resiliency that he learned during the six years of enlistment helped him immensely in life, saying, I use the things that I learned in the Army, the discipline, the focus, the education, when I was elected sheriff, and I still draw upon that foundation Every day as governor in raising his arms and pointing to the flag, uh, Governor Parson, again of Missouri, said, I want to thank everyone here for their service. I know you all would be ready to go tomorrow if they asked you to. And that right there is the most important thing. What a beautiful story. And I love being able to hear uh, that the governor of Missouri also a veteran and honoring a fellow veteran from that state all the way over there in beautiful Hawaii. Well, we are talking because sadly right now we do know that there are 2,000 American military men and women that are basically put on hold, uh, ready to be told that they may be deployed within a 24-hour time. Now, our president has said that there will not be combat boots on the ground in the Middle East, in Israel. Now, I don't know what's going to happen if Hezbollah really hits uh, uh, Israel from the top and Iran comes in with full force, backing them as they have been. 
Uh, they have precision guided missiles that can basically hit any part of Israel. That's why that is so scary. They're much better financed. They're much better equipped. Uh, there's about 150,000 of them, they estimate, that could be coming from the north via Hezbollah if they decide to hit Israel in this two-front war and hit them from both directions. So who knows what could happen at that point? Israel is our great ally, and if the existence of Israel uh, could be in jeopardy, if it gets so serious, who knows where this leads? But the U.S. right now is saying that they would only bring in potentially some U.S. forces for medical and also potentially to help with humanitarian and a whole bunch of those things that they would not be used in force structure. Maybe there's some helping to locate these hostages. I hope so. I hope there's some special ops there on the ground uh, trying to do their part because getting those American hostages and, of course, the others back home is certainly top priority. But the world is a mess right now, and it is so important to be clear and to be crisp and to be firm. And when you are dealing with fanatics like these people, I mean, Hamas is willing to have uh, Hamas parents. You talk to these people that are there that are either part of Hamas or they're supporting Hamas. They believe within the Gaza Strip area, for example, there have been reports that they think as many as 600,000 support Hamas. That's a lot of people. And that 150,000 are actively involved with Hamas in the Gaza Strip. That's a lot of terrorists, too. Not only the active players, the 150,000, we're not talking 150, we're talking 150,000. And then you've got 600,000 who are supportive of Hamas that are in the Gaza Strip. That's a lot of people to keep an eye on for Israel to deal with. And so you have that cauldron there that's brewing and you've got these individuals and you've got these parents and you've got people who are willing to put their kids as martyrs. You see them. I, you've interviewed them. I've interviewed them. I've talked to people. I've been over there in the Middle East. You go over there and they're like, well, for Allah, I'm my son. Um, here's my 12 year old son. And he gave himself up for Allah as a suicide bomber. And Johnny, when he grows up in two years, he's going to be one, too. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, that, that is the mindset of these people. That is what they believe. There is no gray with these people. And that's why America can't have gray either. I'm glad we have a, a place where we have free speech. I'm a big believer in the First Amendment rights. But I'm not a big believer in dangerous comments. And that's why I'm so concerned about Rashida Tlaib and these members of the squad that are fueling the flames right now. And don't they understand people are burning the American flag around the world. They are protesting right now outside the U.S. Embassy in Beirut. Everybody knows the history. Let's go back. You want to go back 50 years? You want to go back? You want to go back and let's talk about what happened way, way back then, I should say in the 80s with the barracks? Are you kidding me? We lost American lives. And thank God Reagan at least said, okay, we're sending a special gift to you after that. I don't see this president having the guts to do it, and they're not worried about it. And that's why this is so dangerous. These people are furious at America, and now we have a member of Congress who's fueling the flames, saying, oh, yeah, it was Israel that did this. At the time where you've got Iran just begging to jump into this war, 
So what, then America might get dragged in at some point, too, because they're our ally? If they really get squeezed from both directions, we can't rule that out. That is not on the table now. But guess what? We can't rule that out. This is different than Ukraine. Ukraine is not a NATO member. Israel, of course, is just our greatest ally there. This is an enormously strong ally to America in the Middle East. We cannot, A, have Israel wiped off the face of the earth, and we can't have not a democracy in that part of the world, too. For both reasons, we are standing by Israel. And these are the ones who are being attacked. And and yet you got Rashida Tlaib out there? I want to play this again because I just find this so reckless and so dangerous as Israel is being hit from the north by Hezbollah, backed by Iran. And then this goes again to that hospital explosion, which, again, all the evidence, even from Al Jazeera, shows it came from Islamic Jihad. But Rashida Tlaib using this to fuel the flames in a very dangerous way. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and, and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. And they're shaking and somebody, you know this, they keep telling them not to cry in Arabic. They, do, they can cry, I can cry, we all can cry. If we're not crying, Something is wrong. And so I'm telling you right now, President Biden, not all America's with you on this one. And you need to wake up and understand that. We are literally, literally watching people commit genocide and killing a vast majority just like this. And we still stand by and say nothing. We will remember this. But all of you, you need to know I swear to God, Allah, you are on the right side of history. You are. You're doing everything possible to save lives. What is wrong with that? What's wrong with that is the pretext of it was her tweet blaming Israel. That is still up there at this moment when she knows darn well that right now the evidence is clearly not pointing at Israel. It's Islamic Jihad. And if she had any sense of dignity, she'd go after Islamic Jihad and said, you got to stop these attacks. You got us because look what's happening. Innocent civilians in Gaza Strip are being killed by your reckless bullets. Stop this. Stop attacking Israel. Stop doing this. But yet she is not. That is so dangerous. It's gone from loony to outright perilous at a time where they're burning the American flag because they're playing that tape all over the place. If I'm some bad guy, I'll go, look, here's Rashida Tlaib, uh, a member of Congress, saying this. This this is so dangerous. And this is why, because here in Jordan, take a listen to this. This is outside the Israeli embassy. And listen to what they're chanting uh, just a little bit ago. The crowds are angry and they're furious and they are getting riled up. And U.S. embassies are put on high alert around the globe. And we have a member of Congress who is spewing this kind of lies and hate. And President Biden isn't condemning it. 
Why are the Democratic leadership not reining in even their own nuts in their own party at a time like this where it is indeed downright perilous for the world? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to, let's go to Sandra, line four. Sandra, your thoughts. Oh, good evening, Rita. You know, I think about uh, President Biden. I feel like he's playing to both sides. First of all, I think he's a wimp. I think he has too much to lose personally. So that's why he says, like, the enemy is called uh, the other team. How dare he say the other team? That That's an irritant to me. And I also can't understand why they would allow all the Palestinians go into the capital, I think it was today. And, and, and I don't think they're going to go to jail like the people did on January 6th. And then I can't get over that he's giving more money to the Palestinians for humanitarian purposes when I believe probably that money won't go for the real reason. They'll probably use it for tunnels. They'll use it for weaponry. You know, so I really feel that Biden is not helping like he, it may seem like he is, but I feel deep down in my heart that he's causing more trouble little by little. And and I'm brokenhearted. And then I say we're stuck with him for a long time. What do we do till then? So I guess what we can do is what we're doing, get more people aware of what's happening as best we can, even though my best friend in the building didn't even know there was a war in Israel until I, I was shocked. She's a Jewish friend of mine, and she's a veterinarian, intelligent. She didn't know there was a war in Israel. So people... That's <laughs> shocking. That's shocking. I know. You know, when she her head's in the sand. Wow, that's a new one, Sandra. My goodness. But you know, oh but you God. know, Sandra, you hit an interesting point, because I, I agree with you that I think it's this little by little. It's just like drip, 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 drip. And what scares me is it's so reckless I thought also the minute I heard when he said with the whole thing with Ukraine to Russia, uh, well, if there's a minor incursion, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, you just gave a green light. And it's been this drip, drip, drip. Um, I contend had he put forces um, or sent a very strong message to Russia when they were amassing forces right over there in Ukraine, if he put forces nearby not necessarily in Ukraine, but in Poland or elsewhere, immediately and said, don't you dare cross. If you cross, you will have hell on earth. And guess what? Instead, he was like, well, if there's an incursion and then Russia goes in, it's like, whoa, you know, and same with here. It's like for him to make that joke. I didn't like that either. I agree with you when he said the other team. I found that so offensive when you're dealing with such serious stakes. And these people are fanatics. Uh, These people are nuts. Uh, their intent on wiping Israel off the face of the earth. They just like slaughtered women and children. They went into hospitals. They went into elementary schools. They killed 260 people at a music festival that was there for peace. They have hostages. These people are crazy. And then you've got a president who just seems like he's like out to lunch. Uh, it, it is. It's scary. It's this drip, drip, drip. And, and it is really scary. And I, by the way, on your point about the Capitol, I'm glad you brought that up because that was wild to see all these people. I am happy that at least they were peaceful. But you're right. They should be. I know they were carried around and they took the uh, plastic zip ties and that Capitol Hill police and carried them off. Um, and most of them, from what I saw, didn't resist arrest. At least that's good. 
Um, but I agree they should be charged because you shouldn't you got to have respect for the Capitol and you can't open the door for them to do it again, even though I am glad that indeed it was peaceful. It was just verbal. Um, but, you know, I worry about the next group that might come in uh, that tries to up up the ante or do something else. Uh, I think they should throw the book at them because it is not appropriate. One hundred percent. It is so inappropriate. And I just think we're we're leading to some very dangerous territory, Sandra. I, I worry about the border. I worry about our wide open border and all these people that are crossing through and the president doing nothing, doing nothing, nothing, nothing. We're going to continue your calls, everybody, after the break. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are taking your calls, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Roger, line six. Uh, Roger, your thoughts about Biden. What do you think he's going to say tomorrow night when he addresses the country? Uh, I don't know anything. Uh, Minor incursion. Where do you think he's going to go? Hi, how you doing, Rita? Love the music, by the way, starting with the intro with lovely Rita from the Beatles. Um, we like that one, isn't that? It's a, it's a good one, right? <laughs> oh, excellent. I just, I just, um, I had originally told them I was going to talk to you about the fact that I, I did not, I, I almost always agree with you. I listen to you with, with cats. I listen to the station all day. Thank you. Um, when I'm in the car. And I just didn't, I did not think it was a good idea for, the president to go over there what he's going to say what he's going to say tomorrow is probably going to be more of the same what was one of my points was he's just incapable of any any serious dissertation any kind of conversation i mean to call the hamas or jihad it's the other team it's like i are you 10 years old it's it's really unbelievable what we're experiencing with this man um and i want to make one other point he should have as soon as the other Arab leaders, you know, from Jordan, et cetera, said they were going to cancel the meeting because of misinformation or whatever they wanted to believe regarding the hospital situation, he should have said, okay, you canceled me. You're not getting another dime from the United States of America if you're going to, if you're going to treat the United States president like that. That could have maybe possibly saved him in, in one possible light. That I, I just – I, I, I don't know what he's going to say tomorrow. It's, it's, it's probably going to be embarrassing as usual. I think so, too. And you know what, Roger? I liked your idea because I agree. He should have said to them. Now, there's some stories that they were trying to abide by three days of mourning after this. Uh, but clearly it was a slap in the face to this president. And I agree. He should say that. He should say, if you want USAID in the future, you show respect for the president who's coming to your region to try to solve this crisis or do something to bring peace, hopefully. And you don't even, you know, give him five minutes, uh, you know, to the president of the United States, someone who, like you said, is providing aid. Next time you ask us for aid, oh, we're a little busy. Uh, and you know darn well, Roger, that President Trump would have done that. Um, and then they would have said, oh, yeah, 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 we happen to be available, you know. And instead, you know, he walks away, and now he's giving money to Gaza. I, I mean, it's it's very, very confusing. I, I, You know, this whole, everything he does just seems like it's not working in the interests of this country, and that saddens me, really, really saddens me. Uh, let's go to Janet, line one. Janet? 
Wow. Hi there. How are you? I, there's just so little time and so much to say on, on so many really uh, excellent points that are made here. But the first major thing that I would like to get across here is, unfortunately, most people don't realize that history has shown that no matter what Israel does, good, bad, otherwise, not that they ever really do anything bad, it's unintentional or how it's perceived, let's just say, they will be blamed no matter what they do. Sadly, sadly, which is which is why which is why if you have a videotape, you you know, it's like, what more do these people need? You see the videotape. Which is why U.S. has to be clear, because they are fighting that kind of propaganda war, Janet, exactly to your point. So you can't have a weak, uh, you know, uh, bent knee president who's sitting there waffling all over the place. That doesn't help when they're up against what you're talking about with the media machine and and the Hamas all over the place on social media, that's even more reason why you got to have a strong president. Of course. I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is, is that I'm just sitting here paralyzed in my chair in my living room thinking about how, you know, where were we before all the social media with all the live streaming with all everything? How in God's name can anybody in their right mind, like our lovely congresswoman, she should get an Academy Award for her crying act, by the way, because you just literally sit here. I can just vomit listening to her. Yeah, I think it's so irresponsible. Yeah, she she belongs on Broadway and, and, and as an actress because she is one hell of an actress. The way she can sit here crying, talking about genocide and killing babies and innocent people. Was she sleeping on Saturday when they went into this festival? Where was she? Great points. By the way, Janet, great points. And as they are now burning American flags, playing her comments all over the world, that is shameful. I agree with you. We have to remember we are Americans, and she should remember that. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.